Hey, Michigan, let's talk golf. Here's Mike Sullivan, the most inconsistent golfer ever. In your life have you seen anything like that? And Kyle Bogey, wait, how can a guy with that name host a golf show? We'll never know. Better than most. It's the Metro Detroit Golfers Podcast. Powered by our presenting partner, Hall Financial. Welcome into a special Masters Review edition of the Metro Detroit Golfers Podcast. Bogey and Sully here with you, coming to you from Royal Oak, Michigan, and uh, Sully, i got to be honest, we're, uh, we're going to be uh, pretty lucky here the next couple of days. The weather cooperating to the point where it's going to be in the 60s, and we might be able to get another golf round or two in. I'm playing Friday. I know you are, too, and, and you're right, Kyle. It looks beautiful out there right now here in Royal Oak at our Brand 25 Media offices. Shameless plug, brand25media.com. But uh, busy, as always, but absolutely love the, uh, the weather we're having right now, and I know that we're both going to get some golf in, as I mentioned on Friday, so what a treat to to have you know Thanksgiving golf. Are you kidding me? And then, you know, what's crazy to me is last year, I know a couple years ago, Kyle, you had a hole-in-one in December. I've never December heard December 2nd, that. 2017. But, yeah, yeah well, we don't need to hear about that. Oh, yeah, but, yeah. So last year, I actually played golf the day after Christmas at Cattails, which was just incredible. I mean, <laughs> you know, it, of course, it would have been snowing and no course is going to be in great shape, but it was so great to be outside in the mid fifties and play the day after Christmas. And, and now this year, here we are basically Thanksgiving week, and we're going to be able to have mid sixties to play golf. And it's unbelievable. Well, after everything that's gone on in 2020, I think it's safe to say we deserve this, damn it. And all the golfers out there, the Metro Detroit golfer community, please get out there, go check out your, your local course, get another round in, uh, and let's enjoy. Now, uh, obviously before we jump into the masters, uh, I want to make sure that we, uh, give a, a special shout out to Hall Financial and, and the team doing an unbelievable job. Uh, David Hall and his crew, I mean, they are giving away free appraisals right now in the month of November. That's awesome. Okay. And that's for if you're refinancing or if you're potentially purchasing a home, literally, you are not going to pay an appraisal fee. Okay. You can find out more information. Just go to hallmdg.com. I've worked with them multiple times now. Uh, and they're, they've been so busy and rates are so low that they're actually refinancing people now who just refinanced in January. So I'm thinking about doing it <laughs> again, potentially. So yeah, if you want to find out more information, hallmdg.com. Yeah, we talked to D. Hall and Mark the other day, doing great. And guys, can't emphasize that enough. It's worth the conversation. Um, D. Hall has been an incredible partner to us in our, our previous radio days and now just seamlessly seamlessly stepping in to partner again so we thank the entire team at hall financial please check it out that's hallmdg.com and if you want some more information please you can dm you know mike or i at any time and we'll put you in touch with the right people uh all right so the masters in november your thoughts on, on overall how you think it went from a success failure I thought it was watchability great. standpoint. I thought it was great. You know, I, of course, it was a little weird watching it in November, <laughs> but the course was still the course still looked really good. Uh, the green still looked really really fast. And what's crazy except to, for the rain early on, but, but what's you can't do anything about that. What's crazy to me though is that Tiger even said it after his round that. Augusta over the years, it was so open and so, he didn't say easy, but you could kind of spray the ball everywhere at first. Over the years, Augusta has gotten tougher. The placements of bunkers have gotten uh, tougher. Um, You know, some of the, just uh, certainly the pins and how the the holes are set up. It is difficult, but we also saw the winner of the Masters at 20 under. 
right? So, and we saw, um, who was it? The, the first player ever to shoot in the 60s each and every round, right? So it's it's Cameron Smith. Yeah, it was. He was so unbelievable. It was crazy to see, you know, how low the scores were. But also, I didn't think, I didn't, you know, by any means think that the course looked easy. There were still so many difficult putts out there. No, I agree. I, it's It was the rain, honestly, for the first, you know, day and a half, you know, probably really the first two rounds until it actually started to dry up and the greens started rolling firmer. I mean, you could see on Saturday in the third round, the greens were finally getting, you know, a little bit faster and guys were just blowing the ball past the hole, like like way more. They, they clearly needed to adjust once the water had kind of dried up and I think that's really what allowed guys to get off to a head start is, yeah. is is the rain. It wasn't that the course was in bad condition or, you know, it was weird in November. No, there was just a downpouring of rain. So guys, you know, pro golfers are going to go out there and just throw darts. I mean, the ball wasn't moving. Right. They, they, they could just, okay, what's the number? And they would know that that ball is going to stick right there where they're hitting it. So I do think that that was an advantage early. But you saw Dustin. I mean, he had a 65 in the you know the the greens being very welcoming uh, you know and open he also shot a 65 when they were faster and back mm-hmm. to normal so he was clear, he was just he was the best player the entire weekend yep. it, it worked out perfectly that he was able to hold on and i will say on sunday got off to a bit of a rocky start had a couple of bogeys you know the lead got down to 2 and then immediately gosh i think it was a, the next hole i think the par 3 Fifth or sixth, and he stuck one to you know ten feet, hit the birdie, and he was back and off and running, and that was really it. When when Dustin Johnson is on, there is no better player in the entire world. There's not. <sighs> then uh, whether that's Justin Thomas, Rory McIlroy, Tiger Woods, uh, Brooks Kepka, you know, you name it. When, or, as, or as Lee Corso calls him, Bruce Kepka. <laughs> right, John Rahm, who you know is, is he's not even close. I think. I mean, he's close, but I think that when. Dustin Johnson is firing, and when he is playing his best, when Dustin Johnson is playing his best golf, there is not a single golfer in the world that is better than him. There's not. When he's got it working, it's it's pretty impressive. It is. It, it makes me want to just quit golf, <laughs> honestly, because you see how seamless he is. It's such like, a beautiful swing, too. Th- there was a – I saw a story um, actually you know, last week as the Masters was going on, and somebody had talked to DJ and asked him a question about, you know, you know, how did you, you know, go through the process of changing, you know, from playing mostly a draw, primarily a draw, yeah. to then wanting to hit a fade? And, you know, what went into that? And DJ's response was, well, I decided that I should probably start hitting a fade, and then I started hitting a fade. <laughs> that, that's <laughs> the myself, extent yeah. of it, yeah. Well, he is. It, well, that's what's cool about DJ, and I want to hit on a couple other players too, but what's so cool about DJ and seeing what he did was that's a guy who doesn't show much emotion. That's a guy who you know wrongfully gets criticized at times for not having more personality. And to see him after the round get emotional and, and be at a, a loss for words where he can't even speak and to, to express how much that meant to him winning the Masters, that was just, it's one of those moments, and it's why the Masters is so damn special every single year. <laughs> it's one of those moments that just transcends sports. And that's why the Masters is just, I mean, year in and year out. Look at last year with Tiger, and um, it is such a special event. And it is still my absolute bucket list to go to, more so than a Super Bowl. More so than anything, I need to get down to Augusta National for the Masters. It is, It really is just incredible. And even this year, that it wasn't in April, that it was in November, it still was just so special. 
It was. No and, fans. You know, we, we're, whatever. Didn't the, even matter almost. The fact that the Masters is the next major as well, you know, going yeah. back to April, uh, you know, next year. I mean, that's just unbelievable to get, you know, two tournaments, the same tournament, you know, so close together. But I also thought it was, uh, it's always funny. You get those moments when, you know, somebody triumphs, somebody wins, you know, coaches, you know, getting interviewed or whatever. The whole goal for Jim Nance can I get some tears out of Justin know, Johnson? Yeah. Like you could tell, he was just—he was doing everything in his power to bring up all his these brother, strings. His caddy, yeah, yeah, of course, didn't AJ. get him there. It ended up being Amanda, Amanda Balionis, yeah. you know, of CVS or whatever, out there on the the 18th green, and he finally choked up. I, I just love that the producers are probably in their ear, just going, "Okay, you got to bring up his brother. You got to talk yeah. about TML. Yeah, did you know that he grew up, you know, a couple of hundred miles right. away, you know, from from Augusta National? It's just, yeah. it's hilarious to me, but great to see. It was, it, it was so awesome, and and there were some other players that played well too. I mean, obviously, you got a young guy like Sun Sun J M who has just been playing incredible golf. I mean, that guy, weird swing, you know, weird how. How slow he is in the back, but but that is a kid who can play golf, you know. And that's you know we, we saw the interviews after the round. He obviously needs a translator, and it's one of those guys where no, he's not an American. And I know that um, a lot of people will not 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 that it's anyone's fault, but I think a lot of the times if you want to be a true sports celebrity or sports star, a lot of the times it's tough for people that are foreign too. So the fact that he he's you know so young and he has to have the translator right now and you know that he's going to have a great career, I think that's going to be a, a guy to to watch out for because you know we joke about Hideki Matsuyama where where he's a player who is always in the mix but never seems to win a major. You know Sun Jm is, is a guy that's not going anywhere and that's a young. You know, we talk about how much young talent there is on tour. That kid is talented. A very, very solid player. Well, I have a, a critical question that uh, you're going to need to answer to and answer for here. Uh, we'll get to that in just a second. But I, I got to mention Rory McIlroy as well. I, I mean, this is just unfortunately what Rory does in so many majors. He goes out, he puts himself almost basically out of contention in the first round, shoots a 75, comes right back 66, and on Sunday is surging I know. up the leaderboard to the point where I think he got within maybe five strokes of DJ, but still he wasn't going to be able to make up for the 75. Even if he goes out and shoots even par or a two under, you know, a 70, something like that in the opening round, he would have had a chance oh, yeah. going into the weekend, but he just wasn't able to do it. Well, he needs a masters. Obviously that's on his list. His last basically thing that he needs, um, you know, and, and I think that he, he is such a great player and, and you want to see him win, but but no, he just didn't have it. Another guy that, that can never win a major is Ricky Fowler. You know, I, I like Ricky Fowler. It's just but, not going to happen. But but that's a guy who, I don't know why he just can't win a major. Maybe there's something there, but good player, great player. But there's there's it's just weird how Ricky can always seem to make the cut in majors, but he's never uh, never won one. He's been in contention a few times, but, but he's never won a major. And I, and I really wonder if he will. Okay, um, I, I need you to answer this as the uh, the resident Bryson DeChambeau, uh, you know, fan club member. Uh, what the hell was that? Well, he he was he was dizzy. He had yeah, to, yeah, right. Stop. See, I I thought that that makes you unlikable. Yeah, right like after the uh, you know, guys, I I didn't want to say this, but I've been yeah. really dizzy. I haven't been healthy, and of course, I don't want to minimize that if it is serious. But but it, it's tough to you know when you have a a, a bad tournament. And then the first thing that the person does is make excuses how they're dizzy and how they didn't have it and stuff. Um, you know, he just he he wasn't playing well enough at all. And and I think that they compared him to Bernard Langer, who who played very well. Who and, beat him? 
And I was going to bring that up. That's amazing. Langer to me. beat him, and Langer was averaging a 250 <laughs> yards off the tee. Yeah, he was hitting driver three wood into most screens because he just doesn't have the length. Yeah, I think that that <laughs> you know I'm not I'm not worried about Bryson at all. I think he's going to be totally fine. But but there's something, you know, that guy is so he's so great, but but he is very at times inconsistent. Talk about a guy who seemingly has more blow up holes. Than anyone on tour. I mean, whether you see a seven or an eight, or not even getting the Tigers ten yet. Oh, which we'll we will. get there. <laughs> but but Bryson, you know, if he he can pound the ball, but if he is not in the fairway, he can find himself, uh, you know, pounding that ball into the trees and then turning that score into a double, you know, or a triple. So. Well, and you know, the funny thing to me is, I I thought it was over for him after one hole. The first hole that he played on what Thursday morning after the rain had actually settled, I was uh, I was having some breakfast uh, over at, at Leo's Coney Island right here in Royal Oak. Yeah, we love ours, Leo. Right, of course. Support the businesses right now, guys. With everything shut down yes. for three weeks, please. I had just had a nice treatment at Tricovery as well, and we'll certainly uh, you know get to that uh, in a little bit as well. But I had it on my phone, and Bryson hits bomb three wood out there on one. He then stuffs a wedge. To about three and a half feet, and he missed the birdie putt. A pretty simple putt. I mean, it was a downhill, you know, mover, but you should make those if you're, you know, a tour pro. Yep. And I swear, I, I thought, wow, that's not good. And then immediately the next tee, you know, yanks the driver, you know, and just trouble just started happening. Yep. Whereas if he goes out there and, and stuffs that wedge, hits the birdie putt, who knows? Mm-hmm. You get off to a good start mentally, you know, you just, I'm, I'm going to own this course. I, I thought That's, that was a huge turning well, and, point and, even after the first And hole. that is the one thing about Bryson, though. Everyone thinks that Bryson uh, – people don't realize how good of a putter Bryson actually is. You know, statistically, he he can pound the ball, and that's what everyone notices his driving distance. But Bryson is a fantastic putter statistically. Um, you know, and and he I, I again I still think he'll be totally fine. But I do also want to mention real quick, Kyle. We did the Metro Detroit golfers. Masters pool mm-hmm. had a ton of entries, guys. So please, again, you know we're going to do these for every major. We'll do one, of course, for the Rocket Classic uh, at Detroit Golf Club. We'll do some other ones, maybe the players, you know, whatever. Um, but my point is, we had a ton of entries, and I don't know if you saw Kyle how it worked. You had to basically pick a golfer from each tier, mm-hmm. and the first place payout was three thousand dollars to Justin Jones, who won on here. And I want to read you who he picked. Congrats to Justin. Actually, I'm going to read everyone here. Congrats to Justin Jones, but also um, second place was Scott Lattenbach. Third place was Garrett Tobel. Fourth place was Matt Leonhardt. And fifth place was Steve Lee. Some some serious money was won, Kyle, by the way. I don't even know if we, we should be technically saying that on here. But it's fantastic. Nonetheless, it should be. I mean, you know, let's, let's, let's have some fun. I know. Justin Jones, here are his winning golfers. He had Dustin Johnson that he picked. He had Brooks Kepka, Patrick Reed, Cameron Smith, and Sung J M as his as That's his you know dark horse. Pretty good. So I mean that was incredible, <laughs> and, he, and he really ran away with it. So congrats to him, and thank you to everyone who did the Masters pool. We'll be doing more of them. So as always, text MDG to five four five four five four if you want to stay updated. And Kyle, we got a lot of other stuff. Um, big things coming with the Metro Trade Golfers community soon where you need to be on that text. You want to be on for December, January, February. Very exciting stuff. Um, I also, you know, we have to touch on it just because, well, you know, he's the GOAT. He's Tiger Woods. Uh, I thought, based on his performance on Thursday and then his comments after the round, you know, when he was asked, Tiger, what were you encouraged by today? And he responded going, everything. I know. He, he had... 
his total game, locked in, complete feel. And he usually doesn't come out in the first round of a tournament, especially in a major, and play that well. But an opening round, four under, and you felt like, okay, you know, let, let's see what he can do. And unfortunately, it just seemed like his body wasn't going to cooperate throughout the weekend. Um, I, I thought he did a tremendous job of battling back. Because you you kind of alluded to the uh, the ten that he had on the par three twelve. It's crazy uh, at the Masters. It's unbelievable. It really is putting a couple in the drink bunker you know, you know, all over the place. Yeah, I mean I've never done that. No, you I, would you would not even have gotten a ten on that hole. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure I could have. Trust me, probably you, worse. You would you would have shot better than a ten. I, I don't know. The, I wonder if that. That's Are you saying too. I'm better than Tiger Woods? I'm not, but I'm saying if you had to, you know, assume that assume that Tiger Woods. Is going to shoot that? Sure. What we know he shot on number twelve. He's going to shoot the ten. How many people in Metro Detroit golfers community, if you were playing alongside him, would have gotten better than a ten? Because you're talking about a blow up of just a ridiculous proportion. Just hit the green. Not even. You know, to, to yeah. get less than a ten. You know, just have a decent first shot and then get on and four putt. You know, five putt. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 not tough to get it more than a ten. I wonder how many you know people in Metro Detroit golfers would have, would have beat Tiger on that. No, I'm sure there's plenty of people that think they would have. <laughs> I don't think there's any doubt. But he got that ten, and then over the final six holes, he birdied five of them yep. to get back well, to. And that's just resilience. I think even even for the tournament is how he finished. Yep. If I'm not mistaken, maybe one under. That is so tough in Incredible. golf. And, and Kyle, we've talked about this with Dr. Jason Nevetsky, who's a sports psychologist that we're actually going to have on this podcast. Um, you know, within the next couple of months. But one thing that Doc always tells us about is, you know, having that, that mental strength to forget about the next, forget about the shot and move on to the next shot. Right. Mm -hmm. And it, yep. it really is um, easier said than done. And Doc will tell you this for sure. But, but when you hit a shot and, and it, it's a terrible shot, you have to just move on to the next shot. And I thought that Tiger Woods, ironically, has one of the best quotes I've heard about that where, Tiger has always said that if he hits a terrible shot, he gives himself 10 steps to be pissed as hell, to be upset with himself. And he said, I need those 10 steps. I need those 10 steps to be pissed and be mad at myself and get it out of my system. But then as soon as I hit step 11, I am on to the next golf shot. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's, that's true with what happened to him at Augusta, well, he finishing need, strong. Well, he needed 10 strokes and 10 steps. So yeah, it worked out you know, absolutely yeah. 10 perfect. 10 times 10 is 100 steps to get over it. That's yeah. a lame dad joke. I apologize <laughs> for that. That's, that's my fault right there. But either way, I, I think it was a tremendous success. And I do think that it was fitting uh, at the end, Tiger Woods putting the green jacket on Dustin Johnson, the yep. way that it should be. And, it was great. You know, if there's one thing that I, you know, you take away from the weekend and you kind of just marvel at, DJ obviously has now, what, 23 wins on the tour? Two majors, though. And only two majors. Yep. I mean, it's amazing to me that he's not, he's behind Jordan Spieth. He's behind yep. Brooks Kepka, Rory McIlroy. You know, to me, this is his prime. And I know, you know, he's, what, 36, 37. He's playing tremendous golf. I love that he went to, you know, the, the high cut, you know, and everything because you can control it a lot easier. That's the, I, I do the same thing. That's why. Of I, course. Yeah, yeah, I mean, here's what I would say is more of a slice. But, you know, we can talk about that <laughs> at a later date. I play a fade. <laughs> Mr. Usually, Sweep over there. Usually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I wonder what he can get to, what, what the number would be. You know, does this start a, a – 10-year run, maybe, an 8-year run or something like that for DJ. Where Can he get to 10 majors? I, I have a question. It, well, right. And I, and I think that he can uh, because, again, I don't think there's anyone who's playing better golf than him. And when he's on, there's no one who is better than him, period. 
Um, but I got a question for you as well. And and this is something that I just thought of. You probably haven't heard this question before. Will Tiger win another major? Yes. <laughs> just yes. Of course we've heard that before. You think Tiger will, though? 100%. He'll, he'll win another Masters maybe, too, I bet. Yeah. I, I would not be surprised so you still at all. think he will? We could have a whole episode on that. You oh, know, I, golf cliche. You did, will, yeah. will Tiger break Jack's record? Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of Jack... What a weird post that he threw out. Oh, I know, the, yeah. What, the opening round, I think it was? About the um, conditions at Augusta yeah, National? You, you want to talk about somebody, and, and, you know, Jack, obviously, tremendous player, incredible. You know, some people think he's the GOAT. There's going to be those debates all the time. But he did come off as bitter old guy, not happy that Tiger went out I there wonder, and shot a four under in his opening yeah, round or something. I don't know. It was really weird. Well, I'm going to read you the post here. Yeah. And, and, you know, Jack's an older gentleman, and... and it seems like you know, Kyle. This is some. This is a. What does being an older gentleman have to do with it? That he he didn't type this himself. He doesn't, no, I, he doesn't I don't know think how to, so. He doesn't know how to use an Instagram story. Yeah. He probably has a social media manager, as he should, that that does this. But so he probably said this, and then they just typed it up into this black and white, you know, story. We should take over social. Yeah, I think. we we yeah. should brand25media.com. Yeah. Email in us, today's yeah. in today's first round of the Masters, what little bit of golf I saw after the rain ended was like throwing darts. There was no wind to speak of. The greens had no fire in them, and everywhere the ball hit just stopped. That is hardly Augusta National at its finest or most challenging. That's why you saw so many good scores. If you didn't shoot a good score today in those conditions, you put yourself behind the eight ball. <laughs> like was he Less just trying? Train? I don't know. Was he trying to diminish the the scores that were out there? Diminish? It's like, not like that almost... It's not that he's wrong. Oh, I agree. And you know, was he? Did he know that the record was going to fall? You know, because of the the ability for these players to just go out there and, and throw darts at at the pins or something, I I don't. It was really it came off passive aggressive to me, and it I don't did. really know why or, or what the purpose of it. Well, was. Well, he needs better you know better social media management and digital <laughs> management because someone should someone should have. Do said, you know anyone that does that? Yeah. All right, this isn't a plug for us, <laughs> but but some someone should look at him and say, Jack. Hey, I understand those comments. You know, it makes sense to me, but we're not going to post that. Yeah. That that should not that should not be posted. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not tough to to just step in and say that. You know, hey, this is not something you should be posting. But that's what I really I wonder the logistics side of that. Where is I mean, there's no way. Again, I know you make fun of me for saying you know Jackson older gentleman, but <laughs> here's what I mean by that. There's no way that Jack Nicholas said to his manager or whoever. Hey, you know, can you post this on social media? He probably made this comment, and then someone said, "Hey, Jack, th- this would make for a good post. Let's put it up there." Maybe not even thinking that that people yeah. are going to be like, "What is this? Why are you? What are you criticizing the players? Are you yeah. criticizing the the course?" The course? Um, I just don't know. That's clearly someone from a management standpoint who didn't have a good idea of what would work and what wouldn't. Totally but agree. I don't know. Just weird. Well, uh, either way, um, the Masters, a huge success. I, I think it was a great weekend. I certainly uh, enjoyed it. Spent a ton of time on the couch, uh, you know, watching absolutely everything. And I will say, the perfect way to celebrate a Masters victory, Dustin Johnson getting on that private plane, Paulina next to him, Wayne Gretzky yeah. uh, going, I think they're in Port St. Lucie or something yep. like that. He's got a vacation home uh, down there. I Got to believe that they have had a very good time over the last uh, you know, several days. So that's well, the way to do it. It though. is. And speaking of Wayne Gretzky, actually next podcast episode, we're going to be talking to Wayne Gretzky's best man at his wedding, Eddie Mio, former Red Wing. Um, who, 
You talk about an older gentleman, but a guy who is sharp as a whip and just He's a great. great time. Not only oh. Red Wing, though, Kyle, as well. Yes. Yeah. Finished his career, uh, you know, as a, a Red Wing and... Gosh, he told some tremendous stories of his about, days, you know, with the the Rangers and you know playing uh, with Wayne Gretzky and with some of the unbelievable yeah, talent. We've we've had the chance to golf with Eddie several times this summer, and he is one of my favorite people to golf with. Now he's just awesome. He has so many stories. You know, he he again was uh, joking with us how he's most <laughs> the thing he's most known for is being Wayne Gretzky's best man, <laughs> yeah. as opposed to anything else. But uh, he has some great stories. He so next week episode tune into that and you will also hear him talk about what it was like to play with dustin johnson so they were looking forward to that discussion as well really are it, it was like a match made in heaven you and i we had like puppy eyes for eddie mio after like the first two holes in the darren mccarty outing that we played in it was just tremendous yeah and we said every year now we want to play with you eddie in this <laughs> outing because we had a we had a good time it was funny too in that scramble we dmac had... agreed to that too by the way we have it in writing yeah dmac we're with eddie mio we got to find a fourth though well what's up for grabs right what now. had happened last time is we we had a fourth and we so originally it was supposed to be Dave Coulier, uh, a full house. Which Come would, on, which would have been cut awesome. it out. I, I'd love to meet him, but then he Dave wasn't able to make it, so it was meltdown from WRIF. Yep. And, and and meltdown was was a great guy. I, I'd never met him before, so that was fun playing with him. And we've kept in touch, and you know, on Instagram and what since then. Um, but meltdown had to get on the radio, and he had to leave. yeah, he has a show to do. <laughs> he had to leave after nine holes, mm-hmm. so it turned into a three-man scramble with me, you, and Eddie, and one of us got an extra shot um, for that. Well, we had plenty of shots on the oh. back nine, but Woo. one of us got an extra shot in the scramble. Um, to be that fourth, right? So sometimes mm-hmm. I would go, sometimes you would go. Eddie never really took that extra shot. <laughs> yeah. but, well, he took plenty of extra shots, but not the golf shots. Um, but no, so on the back nine, we were eight under on the back. Yeah, with you and I, just we were locked in. It was man. great. You want to talk about throwing darts? We were throwing some darts on that we, back and, nine. And Eddie, Eddie was, uh, you know, certainly, um, you know, helping us out with a beverage cart and whatnot too. So well, keeping us motivated, you know, great. keeping us focused. So that, that helps. That was so much fun. Um, and since then, we've kept kept in touch with Eddie, and, and we're looking forward to next. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about a lot of this again. Don't want to get into it too much on next week's episode, but really looking forward to that. Yeah, there's no doubt. Uh, a lot to look forward to again. If you want to be a part of that uh, text list just text uh, mdg to 545454 and by the way you know i already uh, mentioned uh, i was getting a treatment last week with our friends at tricovery kevin doing a great job getting my shoulder uh you know to a, a much better point where uh, i'm not in pain all the time and the team at tricovery between kevin and jeff uh you know maria they really do have a golf specific program, you know, for, for you, you know, so you can go out there and shoot your, you know, 85 or, you know, 82 or 95, whatever it is, you want to feel good and you want to be able to rotate through the ball. So please, you know, give our friends at try covery uh, a call or potentially just go visit the website. That's try dash covery.com. They have locations in Novi and in Royal Oak. And again, they're doing a video series for golfers specifically, they're stretching, great. exercises. They've been unbelievable for I us. sent two of my – I sent my girlfriend there, and I sent two of my friends there. As a matter of fact, Kyle, one of my best friends, Quaz, is there right now as we speak on, the, on the table. Wow. He is going right now to, uh, to check – That is not a pretty picture. To, che- <laughs> to check it out and get flat, yeah, get stretched and get it get, uh, you know, worked on. And my friend Sean went yesterday. I've sent a lot of people there, so – uh, guys, check it out, tri-covery.com. They do such a great job um, with everything, not only golf-related, but you know, sports-related and otherwise, even desk jobs, people that sit at a desk all day. They really help people like that, too. 
Well, if you haven't gotten caught up on you know the podcast so far, obviously got off to a great start. Tom Watson was our first guest. We've had Donnie Trosper on, TJ Lang, Darren McCarty. Uh, if you want to go back, make sure. If you haven't listened or you haven't had a chance please. to check it out, please go uh, go back and, and take a peek at the library. Metro Detroit Golfers podcast. Been a fun ride. And, and honestly, you know, this is just the beginning, you know, just the start uh, as we continue to do more. And Eddie Mio is just a great guest. We look That'll forward be fun. to chatting with him next week. Thanks for listening to the Metro Detroit Golfers Podcast. Make sure to hit that subscribe button and keep giving Sully and Bogey a hard time. Powered by our presenting sponsor, Hall Financial, and also Tri-Covery Massage and Flexibility. 